11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection. Back to the Rice cast and week three we have Rashi Rice with five receptions and 59 yards. We've all been there boys, you need a couple of extra inches occasionally and Rashi Rice could have done with a couple of extra inches this week and he'd have had another two touchdowns. But here we go, this week Rashi Rice, I'm going with mixed rice. It tends to be very good but on the odd occasion you get a mix up. And that's what happened this week between him and Blaine Gabbert. And he was very, very close to a major, major Rice performance. So this week, Rashi Rice is mixed Rice. Hello and welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Tonight you got myself, Neil, and there's Tomo with me. Tomo, how are you doing, brother? Very good, man. Yourself? I'm very well, thank you for asking. Um... <laughs> I, I was going to start with some Taylor Swift references, but I just can't fucking do it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like every podcast I've listened to this week, we thought we came up with like a really original idea that we were going to try and sneak Taylor Swift lyrics into the podcast. And it was a good idea for about 10 minutes before six other podcasts had done the exact same thing. <laughs> so we're not going to bore you. With, I, uh, I was doing the Twitter feed on Sunday night and I kept slipping song titles in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And some people were picking up on them. And that was grand, but... I could see a number of other people were doing them. I was just like, uh, shall I carry yeah. on with this? And then yeah. I stopped. Uh, just very, very briefly, are you a Taylor Swift fan at all? Uh, I'm not sure I've picked that up from the, um, don't, the stuff. Don't have a preference either way. I think so, right, yeah, Sam. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, one of, I'm not asked by it at all. I, I think it's brilliant, to be honest. I, I, my, we're kind of in that stage where... We've we've acquired. I imagine Chiefs Twitter has probably gained a few followers, and then, oh, then some, my yeah. concern is if this goes south, we're going to be public enemy number one as well. You, you know what the so, thing I loved? Do you think I loved the other? Uh, was it yesterday? Where there's a picture of Travis Kelsey and it's Travis Kelsey seen in Kansas City. I'm like, where the fuck <laughs> else is he going to be? Like he lives yeah. there. That's literally where he's meant to be. He works there. He lives there. Like what? Yeah. How is that a, a something you tweet? I I do not understand. I did see I did see someone else go a bit deeper on Twitter. The fact that um, Taylor's due to go back on tour in Hong Kong around playoff time, so that could be quite good for concentration in terms of. <laughs> <laughs> Although it didn't seem to affect him, her being there. Um, well, let's assume they're though. still together come playoff time. Um, well, yeah. Like uh, she's playing in Dublin in the end of June. I have tickets for a Dublin gig. So uh, mm. full disclosure here, I I am a Taylor Swift fan. Like I'm. Uh, yes, very I've seen much... I've seen you with the waxworks. Yes, with the waxwork, my uh, so ge- genuinely, I have met Taylor Swift. I met her in Nashville. It was eleven years ago yesterday, <laughs> um, and I could tell the story, but I'm not going to bore you all. Um, but yes, I have met Taylor Swift eleven years before Travis mm. Kelsey did. Uh, so screw you, Trav. I mean. What does he have? The multi-millionaire elite athlete that I don't. Um, yeah, trust me. I mean, who, who's taller who than say? him as well? Uh, I don't know. I'm six two. I don't know how tall he is. No, no do I? I imagine he's uh, tight. And I imagine he's probably like six. You would imagine. You'd imagine he'd be taller than me. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna I'm quickly gonna, look that up. Well, yeah. just wondering if you've got the height on him. You know, I just wondering if you could. I do don't. It. I mean, she's she's yeah, a tall girl. Um, she yeah. really is. T- she's similar height to me. Like. Um, I have a, a picture of the two of us, and um, like she is, she is very much. He, oh, Travis Kelsey, six foot five. Yeah, he's got three inches on me there in height. Um, you, don't, you don't want to know, but he's got on me. <laughs> no. Um, pat me on the head. <laughs> hey there, young man. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it was it was a distraction from what was a fucking god awful game. Um, it's a good job Sunday. she was there to be honest like genuinely for the broadcast i think it's a good job she was there i mean they spent half the second half talking about it um because yeah. there was nothing worth talking about in the game it was brutal um are the bears the worst team you've seen 
in the last five years? Or are we I, good? I, don't, I think it's hard to say just because of what happened to the Broncos on Sunday. Well, that's a good point well made, yes. <laughs> but yes, they, I just, nothing worked for them. And I, I think when you see a team like that, it's, it's, it, you think talent and you, you go and blame the players initially. And then you think about it, you get, that's, that's probably a lot to do with coaching, really. Because Justin Fields was, was usable last year. He was decent. He was um, threatening at times. Like, I was a bit concerned that he'd kill us with his legs. And from the national kind of podcast that, you know, the national media and stuff you listen to, it seems like they're using him in a different way. Well, that's just fucking stupid. Isn't well, it? I mean, you, you play like, to your strengths, don't you? That, that's what you do. That's um, what, like, if I watch the Ravens, to... right, I want to see Lamar yeah. run the ball. That's what I want yeah. to see. That's what I'm tuning in for. Give the people what they want. Like, he's good at it. Just let him do it. I don't, I don't, don't get the logic. I don't no, I get mean, it. Fields, allegedly, like, they're, they want him to play from the pocket, but that's not what he's good at. So, no. Why, mean, why are you doing it? Like, it, right. it just, I'm the Chiefs. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. I'm the Chiefs. Where do you want Justin Fields? In a pocket, please. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't make no sense. So, yeah, they looked awful. And the Chiefs needed a get-right game. And yeah. and they got one, really. I mean, the, the defence continued to look good. And a lot of people say, well, it was the Bears. And you've got to go, well, you beat the team that's in front of you. And yeah. there's been times where the Chiefs haven't looked good against bad teams. And they look good against a good team. So I'm going to take it as a positive because they couldn't have been any better than what they were. So that's A-OK with me. And then the offence was more like what we come to expect. Um, what I hadn't come to expect and what I did see from the game is that the defence is legit. Mm, they feel it, don't they? Yeah, they, they absolutely do. There is... The co- I mean, I watched Chase Daniel break down Justin Fields' film on YouTube yesterday, and he didn't see a great deal that Justin Fields was doing wrong because he just had nobody open. Like, yeah. the coverage from McDuffie and Sneed in particular was just like glue. Like, there is no way you're throwing to whoever those two guys were covering. Um, the front were getting pressure, even rushing three and having Willie Gay spy, like, they were getting pressure on Fields, and then Willie Gay could clean up um, wherever Fields tried to get to. Kalaftis is, like, the sixth highest pressure rate in the league or something, mm. daft, behind, like, Miles Garrett and Mika Parsons and TJ Watt and basically a who's who of top defenders. Like, I thought the defence could be good by the end of the season, mm. but I didn't see them being this good this quickly. No, and I, I think if you think back a few years ago when the Chiefs' defense was a bit leaky, you almost—I mean, let's go back to the Tyron Matthew, which he—he's—he's he's an easy scapegoat because he made his own business decisions. But the Chiefs were very bad at tackling; like it felt like you could have stopped the play about five to ten yards earlier than it always stopped. This Chiefs' defense—not only are they good in coverage, it really feels like. Once there's contact, that's it. The play's done. Like, they, Trent McDuffie is so freaking good. If he's tackling somebody, that guy goes down there. And for a guy that's that small, that's quite impressive, man. And, I mean, obviously, you've got Nick Bolton, who wasn't even there. He's an unbelievable tackler. And I, it just helps so much because you're just putting yourself in more favourable positions and you're right, Carl Aftis is not someone that I was major excited by last year, but you okay. can see the development there. Yes. And and all of a sudden, him next to Chris Jones. And I think with the Chris Jones thing, you you almost, because all of the stuff happened over the off-season, you kind of haven't got that recency bias to go back to. You haven't seen him play. And then you see him play and you go, Oh yeah, of course they should have paid him. All That's that why they should money. pay him thirty like, million dollars. Yeah, but we hadn't seen him play for like four months, so it's easy to sit there and go, "Oh, we should just let him go." And I still don't really agree what he did with his contract thing. What? But 
the Chiefs had to get him back on the field, and this is why, because all of a sudden, Carl Aftis looks great. The defence is uh, a whole because of coverage. I am going to give a, a shout-out to the player whose jersey I'm going to get next is Mike Dana, because I absolutely oh, yeah. love Brilliant. that guy. Like, um, unheralded, he is a 7 out of 10 every game. Mm. You know what you're getting from him. He'll he'll not make splashy plays, but he's making plays. He's got like two and a half mm. sacks already this season, I think, off the top of my head, as I quickly look at the stats, which I have on the screen. But I'm fairly sure I'm right about that. Where is he going? Uh, yeah, two and a half sacks, two tackles for a loss, 11 total tackles. Like, he has been a force on the defensive line. Mm. And I... I just I'm a bonus almost, player, a bonus is, player, almost, plus player, yeah. I, like, I wanted them to sign an extra, like, veteran pass rusher. And now I'm going, do they yeah, need fine, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, not, I'm not sure they do. And that's the thing with, with, with Mike Dana is he's probably going to play so well that the Chiefs can't really re-sign him, which is so sad. Because his his growth, and I really hope they can, but his growth is getting to a point where he's just getting better every single year. Yeah. And when it comes time to paying him, unfortunately the Chiefs are in this situation where they can't. It, it it's just a, it's going to have to be a recycling through the draft or whatever. And I hope that they can keep someone like him because he's he's looked brilliant this year so far. But the whole defense has, and if you expect Spags's defense to continue to grow, then then <laughs> we're in for a ride treat. Your Pat, Pat must be looking at it going, oh, you got to score 20 points. 10? <laughs> like, 10? 10 will do the job right now. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the snap counts from the weekend because um, with the proviso that, like, there was a fair bit of, gar- like, second half was garbage time, basically. Yeah. But Tershon Wharton played 76% of the snaps. <laughs> like, he's... Yeah, that that is good, good snaps. They they only played Chris Jones on thirty one percent of the snaps because they didn't bloody need to. Um, you know uh, the new guy Farrell, uh, Neil Farrell, forty three percent of the snaps get him in there. Great. Didn't Felix play as well, or was that last week? I can't remember. I no, remember that was a pre- yeah, it was a previous week. Previous yeah. week. But they're getting these guys involved, and that's it's like the Chiefs. That they just seem to be so clever. It's like a lot of teams in in the regular season having to make sure that they're winning games and, and obviously the Chiefs are as well, but they're so focused on this guy's got to get a ball. This guy's got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. Whereas the Chiefs just like, oh yeah, right. You have some snaps, you have some snaps. like, And they're all going to be so clutch when it, and that's how the Chiefs are always ready when it comes to those biggest moments. And they need a guy that's, you know, who who knows who it will be that needs to step up in a moment in a big game for the Chiefs, but they'll be ready and you know they will be because this team get the guys the reps that they need when they can that, and that's down to coaching, isn't it? So I mean, good. yeah. You you have to credit you can I mean, as as much as you'd say the Bears coaching is terrible because you're putting players in a position where they're not doing what they're good at. Like the Chiefs are doing the complete. The Chiefs are doing what the Patriots used to do and get players to do, get players to fill specific roles where they are good at the things where that role requires. Mm-hmm. And apart from Skymore and Jet Sweeps, I'll put that quick proviso out there. But certainly defensively, like know your role, do your job. The, trust the guys behind you are going to do what they need to do and the guys at the back trust that if you can hold up for three or four seconds mm-hmm. pass rush will get home because Spags is going to have manufactured a way to get Chris Jones as a one-on-one on somebody and that poor mm-hmm. bastard is just toast <laughs> um, he's playing so. more defensive end now isn't he like there's all that fuss a few years ago about him playing defensive end whereas now it's just like see rookie Line up on rookie. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's brilliant. What what they're doing, as far as I can see, is saying, right, who do we not respect on the opposition's offensive line? And when it comes to third down, we are putting Chris Jones opposite that person, and yep. then we are f- we're going to use our alignment to force 
the offense into a one-on-one blocking Chris Jones with the guy we don't respect. So if that means walking Nick Bolton up to the center and faking the blitz and mm. the center has to account for Nick Bolton then, and then he can't help the guard with Chris Jones, or if that means lining Chris Jones out as a wide nine kind of player and he's one-on-one with Darnell Wright, who we picked in our first oh, round of yeah. the draft, and he got toasted by Chris Jones on a couple of plays. But if that means we think Darnell Wright is the weak link on the offensive line, then on third down, we're just going to line mm. Chris Jones up wide and get him one-on-one with Darnell Wright and... Good luck simple, isn't it? Really, it is. It's, yeah, it, it really is. Simple. Yeah. Um, and, and yet it's genius. Uh, at the same so good. At, yeah, and it's working. That's and and these things like even if they do manage to double Chris Jones because that's the way the line's going to slide, right? If they if he's if he's out wide, all of a sudden Carl Aftis is getting one on ones. Dane is getting one on ones, and this is how these guys are and now succeeding. And, and that's that's why Chris is so important to the defense because all of a sudden everything's clicking into place it's making the coverage on the back end and uh, i'm really excited for the defense from from what we've seen um and it's it's going to be interesting when they get there kind of they're going to have a chance to grow now for a few weeks and then there's going to be a tough stretch there in the middle of the season where they're going to get tested but they'll be ready for that and i'm i'm excited to see what they can do specs defenses don't get good until after the bye week yeah. Like if, if you just let that sink in for a minute, like they will be significantly yeah. better after the bye week than they are now. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like if you put Mahomes like we're conceding what about twelve points a game? The Lions scored fourteen. Yeah, Lions scored fourteen, yeah. the Jags scored nine, and the Bears scored ten. Like with <laughs> you've got Mahomes yeah. as your <laughs> quarterback. Like yeah. it's just and not fair. Should. The Chiefs should be three and O, and if the Chiefs were three and O, and you were looking like they were Kadarius, everyone would be catch away. Everyone would be like, the Chiefs are number one ranked team by far, going to repeat the Super Bowl. And I don't really care about rankings or whatever, but it's it's mad. Like we're almost going under the radar at the moment because we're one of the two and one teams. <laughs> it's right? nuts, like, isn't it? We we could have been three and O with a defense that's could like averaging twelve points, whatever it is, and you'd be like. This team is is legit because the one team that you worry about coming the season almost is the Bengals on the AFC side, and they just they just I mean they beat the Rams right, but they look crap. They looked awful, really. And I know he's not healthy. Like, that, no, and that's... that sucks, right? But I'm sorry, I'm not gonna feel sorry for them because Pat's had enough injuries. He won a Super Bowl on one leg, like. <laughs> I, and it's not even it's not even a pat over burrow thing i just injuries are a thing like yeah. it's so sad it sucks but they don't seem to, like they're gonna be able to overcome it and it's all of a sudden the chiefs have got a, a lovely run at this thing this year again uh, our, our next um four or five opponents as i pull up the schedule as the schedule it's first time there jets is week, right? jets uh dreadful uh the vikings are dreadful denver mm-hmm. are dreadful the Chargers could be dreadful could i actually dreadful. think they are i actually think they really are i think they're gonna blow up and i just hope i think i think with the Chargers, right i think it could be one of them where staley gets fired the week before the chiefs game you got for sake because they're going to be on a like a free reign job yeah you know you get rid of the coach and everyone's kind of like the kind of stress is relieved so I feel like that's Den- why that's trended. We have Denver again after that before we face Miami. Like wow. we we should win our next mo- five yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that we're going to we're going to Miami bit, seven yeah. and one. <laughs> Imagine. Wow. Incredible. I mean it? not because wanting you, you to get ahead that. of ourselves and not wanting to yeah, wish the season away and predict stuff too much, but like you're realistically see, yeah you're starting to see that growth on the offensive side as well like i know it's the bears and it's a get right game or whatever but you can see you can see like a, a road to success on the offensive side of the ball like they're not going to have a bad offense with patrick mahomes like it, it might not be as electric as it was before it's still going to be efficient it, so talk to me about 
brushy rice then because we, yeah, we opened the podcast the, with the rice scale i called it the rice cast but i didn't yeah wanna, no what i'm trying to do with these is just do it like riff it just record and whatever happens happens so it was called the rice cast this week but it's the rice scale okay um he, he looked great again and uh we were chatting before I, I don't think he's even when we kind of talked about him before the draft and he became my kind of draft crush after it became apparent that we we're probably just out of reach as a flowers who's also been quality by the way mm-hmm. um it doesn't feel like we've even used rashi rice's skill set yet because he's running these slant routes and he's you can see that he's very good after the catch and he's strong and he bounces off people and that's kind of what we were excited about but he hasn't had to win any of these jump balls yet and Pat, like you said neil doesn't really necessarily throw them but he's got that in the locker and he's still making a few rookie mistakes whatever but he's playing more than rookies usually play in their rookie season with andy like reed the, the history of andy reed and rookie wide receivers is not pretty like the, yeah, there's no there's no getting to, around that and he's about to overtake sky Moore's whole season yards Sky Moore, we looked before, had 22 receptions. I think Rashi Rice is on like, is it 16 or 17 in three games? 10 receptions from 14 targets for 108 yards in three games. So by the time we see Chiefs against against Miami in week nine, Rashi Rice will be past Sky Moore from last season. Yeah. And, I mean, we joked about him in the Rice cast, like coming up just short or whatever, but... He could have had two touchdowns and 60 yards today. Like, that's that's mad, right? Like, I'm so excited for what he can do because he really feels like he's running like a limited, limited kind of route tree at the moment, and that that's fine, that's understandable. But once they can use him in different ways, I'm I'm unbelievably excited to see what he can do. But I, it goes back like to coaching really again there as well, like doesn't this. it? Like, yeah, it's it's putting him in positions to be successful. Um, yeah, 100%. And that, that is exactly what they're doing. And his confidence must be growing. And it's a shame about it's a shame about the interception at the end of the game or whatever. But, I mean, he's, he's showing enough at this point in his career. He's showing more than I thought we'd have seen from him. Um, me, me, me and Doug are kind of joking who's going to have more yards rashi rice or sky more and if it carries on but like this he by by that kind of week nine the second half of this season where he's kind of fully established he could be a huge part of this offense i'm he's kind of exactly what i hoped he was going to be at this point he's taken juju's i mean well he hasn't taken juju's snaps because sky more and um mbs are like clear clearing away snap leaders they're like 60 what do we say 65 percent, 67 percent of the snaps and that's um, probably because they know the offense right like yes exactly yeah you know what are your other options there you've got justin watson who we like but is in a He's got his own role, hasn't he? He's got, I mean, he's, he's a legitimate yeah, deep friend. He's great. He's a bloody good yeah, role. Yeah. Again, it's it's yeah. making use of the skills that he has and putting yeah. him in the best position to succeed, which is exactly yeah, what you want your coaches to do. 100%. But these guys are all in, you know, Canaris Tony's still kind of like under a year into the scheme. And so, you know, they're, they're in a good spot, man. And I, I'm liking, I'm really liking the kind of development we're seeing. I still think we're a few weeks away from it, kind of from cooking on, you know, really cooking on gas, but. But you don't want to be playing your best football in September, do you? You want to be playing your best football in December, January, February. Well, exactly. And they've got a chance now. You've just, you just listed off the kind of the games that they're going to play and they're going to play a good Jets defense. You can say what you want about the offense and, you know, it's muck. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But at the end of the day, on the offensive side of the ball for the Chiefs, they're going to get a good test this week. And it's a game that we expect them to win because you wouldn't have thought that the Jets are going to put up more than 10 points. Um, but you just hope you hope that you continue to see what you see. You've got to beat the team in front of you. So you want to see the defense dominate a bad offense, mainly because, you know, the quarterback's bad, which sucks. But you want to see the um, 
the offensive side go up against a good defense and carry on what they did against the Bears? Do you think they can? Like, do you do you see that as a possibility probability? I think they'll find it slightly more difficult against the Jets um, on the offensive side of the ball. I think mm-hmm. the defense are gonna play lights out again. I think we're looking at a ten pointer again for the Jets. Um, and that would be incredible start to the season for the Chiefs, no matter who you're playing in the NFL to hold four kind of teams under, you know, what average under 12, 15. you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I fully expect the Chiefs to, to carry on rolling. And I think this is an upward trajectory for the for the whole kind of team on both sides of the ball. We expect Spags' defence to continue to get better. Them guys are all in year two. And then the offence... The more and more they play together, I think the better and better they're going to get. And having Kelsey how, back is just going to open everything up as well. He's getting healthier, you can tell. How valuable is it, the amount of snaps that the rookies got last year? The, the amount of playing time on defence in particular was just insane. Oh, yeah. And then to come into the same system with the same coordinator and really the only, they only added Drew Tranquil, really, didn't they? realistic oh, I suppose Ed, Edwards well. got the pick Edwards got the pick in this game but he hasn't played yeah. a huge amount of snaps no like it, it's the same players well. in the same system who are improving mm. as players as well as improving as a cohesive unit it, it's crazy when you look back at last year and the fact that this Chiefs team won a Super Bowl with <laughs> in a rebuilding I mean, year <laughs> I mean like, seriously what Watson Williams these aren't headline guys coming out of that draft. Like yeah. Watson, Williams, Kyle Aftis, uh, McDuffie, uh, Brian Cook. Like, have you won a Super Bowl? You got your whole team out of college. Like, they just finished their exams. <laughs> like, what is happening? It's bonkers that they were that good last year. And now it's year two. And They're it's almost be like we're, we're almost like surprised that our defense is good because. We're not used to having a good defense. Well, I mean, we always we always used to say give Pat an average defense and you know yeah. watch out the rest of the league. This is an above average defense, a comfortably above average defense. Oh yeah, really. Um, uh, it's so fun to watch on that side of the ball. Like, I mean, even when we had the first few years of having Pat, it was like, for fuck's sake, I'm gonna go and get a drinking mag, cup of tea or something because. I can go to the loo, make a cup of tea, cook something in the microwave, and the Chiefs will still be on the field trying to <laughs> still second and two. Yeah. <laughs> like, but now all of a sudden, it's ex- they're an exciting defense to watch. Yeah. Um, uh, and we were talking before, and not one to get too far ahead of ourselves, but Miami yeah. dumped seventy on Denver. And Denver's wow. considered like they've got some good players on defense. Like def- defense is their strength of the team. Supposed to be good, yeah. And they just conceded seventy points. Like mm. I, I was, a, I was telling you earlier, I was on a podcast before the season started called the Quick Snap, which is a UK-based kind of general NFL one. Uh, and I said to, him, I thought Miami were the team I feared the most. Mm. Um. I've seen nothing to discourage me from that theory through three weeks. Mm. Like, what is it? What is it that you thought about the Dolphins that was like the biggest threat? Is it the speed, or is it just it, the weapons? It's having weapons. It's two number one receivers and a running game. Yeah. Um, if you have that, you will cause a lot of teams' problems. Uh, and, uh, the Bengals kind of with T Higgins and Jamar Chase, but they haven't really got a running game. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not even sure it matters if Tua stays healthy now. I think if because I think Mike White's their backup. Yeah. I think just get the ball to Tua, get the ball to Waddle, mm. or hand out Devin Devin A Chain. Like he was ranked third round on our draft board, and I would have loved him. Yeah. He is like. Blazing! He had 200 yards rushing, like in his third mm. game. That is nuts. Um, even even the yeah. backups were absolutely destroying Denver's first team. See, like, I really, I, I really liked 
the uh, the Legion of Zoom era of the Chiefs. Don't get me wrong. Hat tip to Brad Simcox for the yeah, Legion of, of Zoom course. moniker there. Um, and I've never really got over the fact that we're not really in that place anymore. That's where the Dolphins and are. Watching the Dolphins, they're in their Legion of Zoom era. And it's just, it's crazy. But And I know Tyreek's been in both of them and he's just different, but they just do everything quick. Like everything. He, yeah, he's not the only made one it who's so faster. For, they've made it so easy for Tua. And people say he's not in the MVP conversation or whatever, but he's ah, orchestrating. He He's great. Like he's doing the right things. So he is like it uh, that dolphins team is so fun to watch but but it's another example of good coaching putting players in positions where they can succeed you know make them do things they're good at yeah and over and over well, and over yeah over and over yeah. again spam that easy button until yeah. someone figures out a way to stop it and so far nobody has well the patriots slowed them to a degree i guess yeah but, 24 points <laughs> yeah 24 points yeah but yeah. like the the frankfurt game could be uh rams yeah. chiefs 54 51 yeah Man, i think i, I that's the case <laughs> i actually think when when you look at when that 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 dolphins game it's going to be a good game it's going to be a tough game but it's for the chiefs it's a good amount of time away because you're going to have tape not i'm not sure how much you're going to be able to do about what the dolphins do even if you know it's coming because it's that quick but they'll have time and they'll have a sample size to be able to figure out what's going on with the dolphins i wouldn't want to go against the dolphins this week as this chiefs team i think they need time on the offense to to kind of nail down their identity and how they play and and get the timing and stuff down but i think by week nine i think the defense will be in a position where they hopefully can challenge the Dolphins and the offense the same, but the Dolphins have started blazing. But you know how last year, Neil, you said about the Bills peaking too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, they're going a hundred mile an hour, and you just wonder whether there's a pop tie around the corner. Do you know, like one injury could blow that whole thing up for them. Tyreek, like if they lost well, Tyreek, yeah. Yeah, 100%. But, uh, I mean, the same with Tua, right? I mean, I know you said yeah. Mike White had come in, and and who knows, maybe maybe it's the same sort of thing. But you do just wonder, when a team starts blazing like this, like the Bills did last year, you just wonder whether they could potentially peak too soon. And, and then you've got to think, like, playoff football is different to regular season football. There's a mm-hmm. different pressure level, mm-hmm. and how do you deal with that? when that comes around because that's my issue with the bills is that they're a great regular season team congratulations you've done fuck all in the playoffs mm-hmm. and they they don't look like they can handle the pressure of the big game when it matters when it's win or go home they've mm. shown me nothing to say that they can do that and yeah. i suppose my question with miami is what are they when the playoffs come around are they still a good team are they still like able to perform in the way that mm. they are in september or yeah. do they do they have that fear factor and go into their shell a little and take away from what they're actually good at and you know the other thing as well is you get these teams that the chiefs did it right we we looked unbelievable I and mean, you almost have to have that heartbreaker the first time round. Yeah. And then come back the next year. It's what the Chiefs did. It's what the Bills did. And Bills then they had another, Bills they had really another heartbreaker. Yeah. The Bengals had it where they come back and then they get to the Super Bowl and and they come again. And you this is why it's so important to win the Super Bowls when you get the chance, right? And Pat's yes, done it absolutely. twice. But the like you say, the playoff football is a lot different. So it's going to be very interesting for the Dolphins. Wait for can they just go straight in? Yeah, but this is the thing. It's we I, I spoke about it before, right? Full disclosure, like the disparity in the in the NFL at the moment seems massive. The the Chargers and the Vikings for me playing this week and playing such 
mid-football just proves to me that there's a massive gap between the good teams in the NFL. Then you've got some middle teams that could beat a good team on a good week. And then there's the rest of the any NFL. Given Sunday, any given Sunday. Yeah, but it's like so I said before, like the Chargers could sneak in in the wild card and beat a really good team. And then I'd expect them to lose the next week because they're just middling. Like the the they don't have a like how both of those teams played in that game is just crying out to lose a playoff but game. The last, you don't get the last away with three that. minutes. The last three minutes of Shambolic, that game. Shambolic, yeah. It was like when Staley did the fourth and one. Like you mm. have run the ball fourteen times all game, and you have been awful running the ball on 14 times all day why are you choosing now to run it like when there's less than two minutes mm. to go and you're on your own 20 yard line what do you what's talk me through <laughs> that thought process i get it i can't oh. i don't get it same with the rain it, it's it the is, exact same thing and i mean they're in is, the bad category but oh they are there but in his crazy. first season staley was like i'm following the analytics the analytics says go for it and, and in this case the analytics says go for it as well which is fine but it's then what play do you call and how do you execute it like you put the game on justin herbert's shoulders for yeah. the previous all that 50, money yeah yeah for the previous 58 minutes and then you choose to hand the ball off to josh kelly like if that yeah, was the chiefs if that was the chiefs you're passing to terry kill in the playoffs against the browns you got um Mm-hmm. Just uh, mm-hmm. Hennig, Chad Henney, like throwing a one yard pass on fourth and one yeah. because you've got Tyree Kill and you've got like you have faith in him. Yeah. Like if you've got Justin Herbert as your quarterback and Kelly's your running back, I'm giving Herbert the ball to make the pass and make the play. You've got Keenan Allen's got 200 and something yards. Or, or just push forward in a quarterback sneak. That, that as well. Yeah. You've got a six <laughs> foot eight. You've got a six <laughs> foot eight tight end. Like, just dink a little one up for him to go and do a jump ball. Like, you I had do. options. And the best option you could choose was just run it up the gut and get stuffed. Mm. What the fuck? Like, ah. Uh. And another thing in that game as well, Justin Herbert as well, for as good as he is for most of the game, he threw an interception on the touchdown. It's... Two, the, the DB got two hands on that yeah. touchdown that they got the go-ahead touchdown. And you could say what you want, right? But that isn't a good throw. It's not a good read. It's not a good throw. And he's so lucky, Justin Herbert is. And Duncan says it all the time. So many excuses mm. get made for him. It, the the playoffs, how he he got away with murder in the playoffs for what he Blowing did. Blowing a 27-point lead, I don't understand. It? How he didn't get more flat for that is wild. And then he could have, I mean, as much as it's on Staley for the play call, are you telling me that, uh, I, I don't know what kind of riot it would cause. Surely he looks at this and goes, can I not audible out of this into like, yeah. am I not trusted as a, this multi, multi-million pound, one of the top, earners in the league am i not trusted to make a call on the line that this isn't a good idea or is he not capable or going back to the throw can you not do that because that's an int- i don't care what anyone says right because it, it's ended up as a touchdown and they've won the game it didn't deserve to be a touchdown it went the guy got two hands on it it went through bounced in the air and your tight end caught it it's there's a great still on luck there was Pure a great luck. still shot on Twitter where it said this this throw ended up as a Chargers touchdown. And it was basically the Vikings That's defender right, yeah. catching the ball. And he kind of go. Head, head's yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is, I, what, I, this, I, what I'm, this is what I'm talking about when you see the levels in the NFL so clear already. And the Bengals are the ones, right, where they could be kind of anywhere because it's so dependent on Joe Burrow's injury. But. So like you can you've got see the, who you've the got good the teams Chiefs, are in the league, and you've got the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Dolphins are the clear top three in the AFC. Who is next? Is, is it the Bengals fourth, or is I, that I, too I, dependent on Joe Burrow's 
healthy curve. I I, I think the the mo- yeah it's definitely dependent on on Joe Burrow because he doesn't look right. Um, no, not at all. No. They, they they I I don't like the Bengals, but it, it's they're not a bad team. They're a very very good team. So they haven't just become a bad team. You still got Higgins. You still got Chase. You still got Nixon. You still got Burrow, albeit an injured one, but. At some point, you'd imagine they're going to get that right. Now, can they get it right quick enough for it to sort it out? I mean, it's a long season, but they're not in a great spot. At least they, for them, at least they got that win against the Rams. But I, I don't know who the next team is because they are all those middling teams. You can, you yeah. can pick a hole in the rest of the teams. Like you got the Browns; they look very good, but defensively, offensively, offensive don't look all that good. And you've just lost Chubb. So you're putting yeah. it all on Watson and these get magnified in the playoffs. And, and he's, talking, he's not been very good. Yeah, And we're talking about the playoffs in week four. But, week four, yeah. Four. But it, it it's the way it's going to go, right? And you can see it already. Um, and then you look at like the Ravens who looked great and then they lose to the Colts. And it's, you kind of just like, well, none of these teams are going to... I mean, even the Bills had a had a hiccup at the start of the season, but so did the Chiefs. And But you can see that they're... A, above and beyond these teams already for me you yeah. could genuinely i i said i think there's like six teams in the nfl and two of them i'd be pretty confident two out of the six of them will be the playoff the super bowl uh finalists there's four teams in the afc with a points differential greater than 20 mm-hmm. and that's the dolphins the bills the chiefs and the browns yeah, and I don't even know that the Browns are particularly great. Um, Need a bigger sample size, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not touching the level of the Dolphins, Bills, and the Chiefs. Uh, God no, no. Like you said, the way it's going, if if the Dolphins can keep this up, and it's a it's a frantic pace that they've set, they they're the team that could blow everybody away for sure. Yeah. Because they're they're so reminiscent of the Chiefs when when Pat kind of originally had Tyreek and it was just like they're just going to score more points than you, yeah. so it'd be like when the Chiefs, if if they came into the Chiefs game at this point if you were playing it's like it'd probably be the first time where you're going to go we might struggle to outscore them yeah like that might be the thought process for the first time with Pat. And so then do you play even then the, even then, then I'd expect and play, to score. Do you try and do what other teams have tried to do to us then try and play keep ball and No, say, I just say I right, just right, with right Pacheco, you're just, gonna have thirty carries this week and yeah. we're gonna keep the ball for forty minutes. Maybe, but I'll I just I think you just go, do you know what, Pat? You've proven you, do you're stuff. the best you've proven you're the best player in the league. Just go and prove it again. And I'll just yeah. back him to do it. And do you know what? If we lose doing it that way, I'd much rather lose doing it that way than lose playing scared so yeah especially with the best player in the league that you know just let it be just let it be an all-time game if you're going to lose you're going to lose same as that rams game a few years ago you any time the chiefs could have gone you know we're going to run the ball 10 times on this drive and try and kill it it's going no let's just try just try and win <laughs> like we'll, we'll score more than you it's the old yeah. kevin keegan at newcastle you know you score yeah. three we'll score four and let's see and let's see Let's see if the Dolphins can keep up that pace and whether they've already hit their kind of peak and they're going to, that's who they're going to be. And it's a bloody good one and see where they can keep up. But hopefully the Chiefs are just going to be ascending all year because that's how they tend to be. We tend to ascend. And by the end of the year, I am really excited about what our offense is going to look like. So let's, for what it's worth, let's look forward to the Jets. We're nine and a half point favorites. Paddy Powers have the Chiefs over 25.5 points and the Jets over under is 15.5. I'm taking the under on the Jets. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what you can say about this game because the Jets defense is good and their offense is bad. And Yeah, and, and a good defense. There's Andy still going to be points. Yeah, Andy against good defense. He has shown in the past he could trash good de- if he puts his mind to it and he says, right, I'm going to teach you a fucking lesson here. Then, like the other teams don't send a chance. Like 49ers last year. Oh yeah, you've got the number one defense. Congratulations, here's 40 odd points as we absolutely stuff you at home. 
Um, yeah, if he wants mm-hmm. to, he can slow down a pass rush with the screen game, uh, jet sweeps, you know, he'll get all that stuff out and, you know, good luck, you know, you want to pass rush? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine, you go on ahead and we'll just run inside you, no problem. Um, it's effort level I, as well, though, n- right? Number one Cause... defenses, top defenses don't worry me as much as top offenses do, and that's why Miami is a bigger concern yeah. than anybody else, is because... They will put up points, and then you have to put up points as well. And I'm, I'm not convinced at the moment that our offense is in a position to do that. Um, they, but yeah, and we think they can be right before yes. we get any comeback. But, but before by the end of the season, yes, I, I think yeah, receivers yeah. can have grown enough that the offense could be really good as well, and we'll have a really good defense at that time. But right now. I don't think the offense is in position to have a shootout with anybody. Yeah. And but I, I don't think that's going to be a problem with the Jets because the Jets offense no. stinks. And Zach Wilson. And, and, and the, the worry you've got about the defense, the Jets defense, is you already saw the kind of murmurings on the sideline and the, the disagreements and stuff. And you just wonder what the effort level is going to yeah. be like because it's, it must be so demoralizing having... I, I think it's the, how much excitement they had at the start of the season. It must be so deflating because the defense was good last year and they've come into this year and they've gone, oh my God, finally the offense is going to be like, this thing's coming together. Like yeah. it was all worth it. It's all worth it in the end. And to have that taken away must be so disheartening. And I don't even think it's like a conscious effort level. I think it'll be a subconscious effort level where they're still trying. But but not as hard. You just mentally you can't get as fired up. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. what are you fighting for at that point? Because if you just go out, say you know, really say they Chiefs go free and out, you come off the field feeling amazing, and then Zach Wilson they throws an interception, and the Chiefs starting at the thirty yard line. You can't. You can't. You can't continue be, to do that yeah, over the course of sixty minutes. You lose yeah. your. You just. You lose all your will. So I I think that she's just going to wear them down. I think if it's Zach Wilson, I don't even know if it's playable. I don't know if they can play him. I mean, they've got... I don't think they have the option, do they? Trevor Sinian maybe maybe signing this week. But what's he... I think he has signed. But I mean, what is he going to be able to execute? I guess anything would be good. But I mean, it's not like it's going to be a complex game plan at that point. Unless you just go chuck it up to Garrett Wilson and Garrett see what Wilson. happens, but and that might work. What, that's not one out of great, three, one out of four times. Yeah, it's not, not a, a yeah, great, it's not an offense. sustainable tactic. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what their approach is. I think yeah, I, I don't know about you, Neil. I don't, I, I don't know what their plan is. What 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 can you do? Like I, I don't see a route to success for them. I'll put it that way. And that's demoralizing because from what I've watched, no. Zach Wilson, he's he. The Chiefs are going to uh, Spags is going to absolutely frazzle his head. It's going to be the same as it's going to be the same as what happened to them against the Patriots, because Spags is going to frazzle his head as well. And uh, then, the only the only route I see for success for the Jets is if they if they're really good defense forces multiple turnovers in the Chiefs half of the field, and they give Zach Wilson thirty forty yards to go rather than seventy or eighty yards to go. That is the only way I think the Jets keep this mm-hmm. close. This is one of those games, though, where you might see the Chiefs punt a few times. Which I'll just go for it. Yeah, because, because you know defensively you, know, yeah. you are better than they are offensively. Yeah. You actually might offense, gain yeah. yards by punting it because he might just yes. throw you a pick. Like yeah. It's one of those games where you're going to have to not get frustrated if Andy punts a fourth and one at the 50. Like, <laughs> yeah, because Tommy Townsend will get yeah. them inside the five, yeah. and hey, and then you might even get jet, safety. They're, they're not going 95 like, yards, like, no. So, I mean, it's one of those where you aren't aren't really going to be made to feel guilty for not staying up until 1 a.m. to watch this. Like, uh, I you're, you're working on, can't, you're working on Monday I, yeah, morning, aren't you? I'm working, I've got to be out of the house at five o'clock Monday. There's no way I can watch it, I can't get out of it. I've already got out of one this year, and uh. It's going to be one of those. I, I'll turn my phone off uh, at work, get home, watch the game, and hopefully it's as simple as as I hope it's going to be. But 
I mean, I'm not going to get stressed out about staying up till one o'clock because I, I'm uh, hoping. I'm hoping it feels like a still, trap game, but I just can't see a road to them beating us. I just can't see it. I'm hoping it's 34 nil at halftime. They can go to bed at halftime. That, mm. That's best case scenario. There's um, part of me that wonders whether I stay up for the first hour or go to sleep. So. Unless you can pair it exactly, Yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird one. I don't know. So do, kind of as we're 50 minutes in, can we mm-hmm. start winding up? Have you got a score prediction? Like is so I've I said last week I said week one from now I've never got a score prediction right never even come close I'm going to predict every score is going to be 30 nil until the Chiefs win 30 nil <laughs> so it was actually on last week with, you would I was well, like ha- half this time. can't come in half time this can't come in week two this can't come in week two <laughs> and then no it didn't um I mean it actually isn't even an unrealistic score prediction this week so. I'm going to go with it again. I'm going to go with, 30, you know, 30 to zero until uh, until it comes in. I I can see us scoring points, but I, I don't think we'll blow them out like we did the Bears. But I struggle to see them like, scoring points. Like a boring 24 tenner or something Well, like I, was, I was thinking, I had 27-9 in my head there. Mm. I, I can see them kicking a few field goals. Yeah, I I struggle to see where their touchdowns are coming from, and I can see us scoring a couple of touchdowns and then kind of keeping them at arm's length and mm. um you know maybe they score a garbage touchdown late to make it look closer than it ever was but mm. yeah I'll go twenty twenty seven nine for my prediction yeah um and we'll see how that goes yeah right. Is that us done at 50 minutes and 32 seconds? You got anything else you want to add? No, I, d- I don't think there was a lot there to kind of really... It, it's been a difficult like, one this week. It, there wasn't really a review and there's not really a preview. because We, we could have played, padded it with yeah. our Taylor Swift references. I'm yeah, sure we like, could, have. could have done. I think people um, appreciate the break. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think that'll do us then. Let's get out of here. Um, yeah. Tom, my man, thanks for your time as always. Much of appreciated. Course, of course, you too. Uh, everyone thanks for listening uh, any feedback you can give us it would be great because I'd never have a clue what you think of us um, but it would be good if you could tell us uh, <laughs> you'll find us on Twitter you'll find us on Facebook um, just drop us a line and say what you think uh, about the two of us rambling along for 50 minutes um, enjoy the game Sunday night 20 past 1 kickoff hour time um, horrible hor- horrible kickoff time yeah we should win though uh, fingers crossed. Okay, now let's finish our podcast now. We are going to stuff them. We're going to go 30 nil, like Tom said. Uh, yeah. Right, uh, that'll do us for tonight. Um, we'll say from one kingdom to another, goodbye for now. <laughs>